You're listening to the Bill Chaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. November is here. Midco SN's live coverage of UND Athletics is just getting started. Tune in for live football, hockey, basketball, and more all season long. Plus, don't miss new episodes of Day by Day on Midco SN's YouTube channel on Friday afternoons and North Dakota Hockey Central on Midco SN Friday nights. That's Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Bill Chaves Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Bill Shapes Podcast, episode 14, taping this on a Tuesday, November the 6th, Election Day in America. It's a great day to be alive, Bill Shapes. Jim Rice is number 14? Jim Rice is number 14, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think I'm going to start- Steve Grogan's number 14, if you want to- that, Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. Keep no, going. no you're good. You're good. I think if we can- <laughs> get historical numbers uh, of, of players that might make sense. I'm, I'm with you on that. Good. All right. So we've that, that's a new thing now. <laughs> that's, a, that's an ad we didn't even know was happening. We didn't even know until right at this very moment. That's the great thing about the organic nature of podcasting. That's right. Um, great to be along with David Folsker, producer as always. I'm Alex Heinert. Excited to have a special guest in the office this morning. Amanda Hajdu going to be joining us shortly. Excited to chat about life and family and UND and moves and all sorts of things with her coming up. Cool, cool to have a guest on yeah, the pod for the first time. It'll be great. First, first guest, and uh, hopefully we can do more of that because I think yeah. uh, the more we can bring some folks in, uh, you know, it just gives good, great perspective on what the inner workings of, of a lot of things uh, that are occurring that, you know, many of our folks and fans may not know about. I mean, so, the, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah, good. Before we get to that, a couple of recap, looking ahead, normal type podcast stuff that we typically do here on the Bill Chaves podcast every week. Uh, another busy week in UND athletics, that melding of the fall sports season and the winter for- sports season uh, very much underway with basketball really kicking into high gear uh, with some exhibition games this past week and now real games beginning today on Tuesday again for both the men and the women. Football, of course, in action. Volleyball wrapping up their season and hockey as well uh, with the big sweep over Wisconsin this past week and the start of NCHC play. A lot to sort of keep all straight, Bill, this time of year when everything is happening all at the same time. There's just a lot. You know, we lost one team, uh, soccer. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously they put final on their uh, their year and, and obviously had a, had a really good uh, year, but, um, you know, just didn't uh, – fell just short, as we uh, talked about last week in the Summit League uh, uh, tournament. And then uh, volleyball still going and cross country still has the regionals this week. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things still happening in the fall, and you're right. Now with basketball kicking off, literally, wow, um, it just – there's just a lot of moving parts for sure. Yeah, cold trickle of sweat dripping down David's face as he prepares for more home games in the Betty with different sports that are all coming up. But again, this is the I think one of the neat things about this university and this department, despite the fact that it is, as you mentioned, we always say the umbrella of hockey that kind of encompasses all seasons and then the fall and the winter now colliding together here in November. You guys keep it all straight and do a phenomenal job of keeping things rolling. It is hard. I mean, uh, and again, I, I kudos to our staff who who just uh, tireless, tirelessly, you know, puts in hours and time in, in, in making it all right. And, and so, uh, you know, we're grateful to our staff who does, uh, you know, a fantastic job. And uh, But you're right. It's just, it's crazy when all of these things are kind of uh, occurring. And especially when you have, you know, some of those Saturdays or weekends where you yeah. just have the 
multiple home events and you're just kind of grinding on one to the other. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't, in a sense, I say this loosely, doesn't make it any easier when teams are on the road too, because that's just actually a whole different dynamic. Now you've Mm -hmm. got to make sure that they're getting from point A to point B. And sadly, one of our programs did not make it to to, to point B. Easier said than done Or C or whatever, (laughs) wherever they were trying to go to. And yeah, uh, yeah, so, uh, but it's, um, it's also exciting. So, uh, because all of our, uh, for the most part, all of our student athletes are participating right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, let's talk about some of those student athletes that were in action this past weekend, starting with uh, with hockey, who was at home. Big sweep over Wisconsin, a ranked team in the country, and a 5 nothing win on Friday that was was could, could have been 7 or 8, the way that game went. Uh, and then they complete the sweep on Saturday. This this team is clicking right now with four straight wins. They look they look really really good this time of year, don't yeah, they? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's uh, it was a really good effort on Friday night. And then sometimes I think, as we all know, you know, you get to play just less than twenty four hours later, and mm-hmm. you're going to see a different team on the ice yeah. at that point in time. And I thought, you know, although I wasn't actually uh, in the Ralph uh, on Saturday night, uh, Wisconsin obviously came out and uh, and, and and put together, uh, you know obviously a better 60 minutes and, uh, and, uh, well actually 60 plus minutes. Right. And yeah. so, uh, but, uh, we found a way to, to get it done and get a sweep and sweeps are hard. I mean, for sure. And, uh, you know, especially against a quality opponent like Wisconsin. Yeah. First series sweep for UND this season First series win, actually, they've, when you think about it, it's been such a short season. They've only had a handful of series so far. Um, so big, big momentum boost for them. UND now up to number 11 in the country and they open conference play, which is wild. First true road series of the year now. Now as they go to Miami to play a good uh, Oxford, or good good team in Oxford against the Red Hawks that are now number nineteen in the country. Uh, you know, when you start conference play, it, it feels like the dynamic changes just a little bit. And even though non-conference means so much from a pairwise perspective, now these conference games really, really matter when you look at trying to host, you know, a first round playoff series and that jockey for position inside the best college hockey conference in the country. No question. And, uh, you know, our first uh, true road game since Bemidji. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously we were uh, in Vegas, so not not at home. But yeah, the way this team is playing, though, I I feel pretty good. Um, And sometimes you go on the road and uh, especially in the sport of hockey, sometimes you can stay really within yourself and just, you know, execute the game plan and see that sometimes in the NHL playoffs. Sometimes and weirdly teams don't get it done at home and they get it done on the road they're trying to i don't know play to the fan base and and play and they get out of their uh, rhythm so to speak so um but you know yeah all these games are big and you know as uh, as you go through uh, the season but to get off on the right foot in the conference it's be incredibly important yeah i do want to mention before we move on from hockey friday night at the ralph a great scene Jim Archibald, former captain of UND from the early 80s, got to come out and do one last shift was what they were calling it over at the Ralph and, and skate around and get some fist bumps with the guys. And um, Jim has got such a great tie with the University of Wisconsin from a, a small fracas that happened in the 1982 season. Um, that was such a cool thing. Talk, talk to us about how that came about and then the, uh, yeah, how that played off. Well, you know, we work so well with Jody Hodgson's team and uh, a lot of times there's just conversations that are occurring and uh, the Chicago Blackhawks had done it with Troy Murray, former mm-hmm. UND alum. And, uh, and so I, that was something that kind of came around, started discussing, is that something we would want to do here? 
here as well. And obviously Brad was all for it. And I think um, the thought process, and I think it's a fair one, is that potentially maybe you do one or two a year. And I, I think it's probably makes some sense that you just, uh, and then you want, you know, potentially alums that have connections with the opposition yeah. as well, if you can, if that works. Mm-hmm. And so this one just seemed logical and, uh, it couldn't have gone off any better. I, I would say that was an A plus plus. It just really was, and I loved his. Uh, I loved his. Uh, he he kind of went around twice, and then kind of did the the the, the kind of the line mm-hmm. hand slap type thing, and then went one more time. Yeah, you know, and it just it just it just was so cool. And if I if I'm an alum, or, or in in hockey's just different the way you have to suit up and you put the skates on, and to come out, I, you know, I started thinking to myself as I'm sitting in in the seat watching this, I'm going, boy. I, it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, I know you're a competitor and I know you've probably done this all your life to some degree, yeah. but man, the spotlight literally was on him. Yes, yes, it was. Yes. Literally. <laughs> uh, and he, he enjoyed it. And you could tell that the players enjoyed it as well. And obviously the fans went crazy when he was going around. And we had a chance to speak with him during one of the intermissions. And you could just tell how much it meant to him to be asked back and to have that moment with this new group and this new generation of players and to reconnect with the fans like that. It was, it was a really cool thing all around. Rounds. And I think we're excited for whenever this pops up again, perhaps later in the season. Yeah, it's I mean, I, th- I think there's going to be discussions in that regard. I don't, I, I can, yeah. I can absolutely tell you nothing uh, officially is is in play right now, but I, I do know that it was very, very well received. And the video beforehand was awesome. Yeah. So uh, just very well done all the way around. Yeah, so kudos stuff. to our staff. Yes, hundred uh, percent. You were there for the Jim Archibald game on Friday. You were not there on Saturday because you were in Moscow, Idaho. I was taking in a little football game and a, a obviously a disappointing end result. UND falls to Idaho, thirty-one twenty-seven. Just a, a, I mean, football sometimes the momentum swings over the course of those sixty minutes were just off the charts and just unfortunate that UND comes on the wrong end of it. Yeah, and you you just don't want to talk injuries because it's just uh, you know it, it sounds like a complete utter excuse, and I think Bubba would never go there. But you know the reality of it is we just uh, we got hurt um, literally uh, in, yeah. in a couple different positions, both wide receiver and running back just made things um, difficult to move the chains. And, and you're up 10 with about nine to go. And, and at the end of the day, what you're looking to do is just move chains. And that's not lost on our coaches. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and I know that there's some folks that probably are frustrated out there and, and saddened by, by the loss and probably no more than our locker room. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, um, you know, so it kind of puts us in a tough spot. I mean, uh, we've got two two games to go, and uh, you know, teams have made the playoffs at seven and four. But you know, it doesn't matter about the the game in NAU right now. You only have to worry about one game right now, and that's yeah. Portland State at two o'clock on Saturday. So at the end of the day, you know, you just kind of dust yourself off and, uh, and and come and figure it out. Now, sometimes the the schedule, you know. The schedule is the schedule. You have to play it. But just interestingly, Idaho's 0-5 on the road, 4-0 at home. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they have played better in the Kibbe Dome. They just have. And so uh, so I think those things all kind of happen. But uh, I guarantee you that, uh, you know, that was uh, – I didn't take the charter back. Um, I stayed in uh, Spokane for one night. Uh, and so uh, the uh, uh, I, I guarantee you that was a, a quiet charter. Yeah, it was a pretty somber, somber mood, I think, after the fact. And you could tell the guys knew how important this game was and losing this game now really does kind of put them in peril a little bit moving forward. But at the same time, we spoke with the team yesterday after practice and you could see 
even though there is that that sense of well now it's a little bit out of our hands a little bit because now we're kind of in the, this bunch of there are so many teams across the country that are kind of in that same boat of being yep. seven and four and having some good wins maybe a bad loss or two on their resume and it's just going to sort of come down to the committee but i think you could tell that they knew we still have an opportunity to extend our season if we do what we can do. And if we, if we don't get the job done on Saturday, then all of a sudden we don't have that opportunity. So we got to take this one day at a time. And they mentioned too, it's senior day on Saturday and you don't want to send your seniors out with their last home game in a UND uniform with the loss. And that, I think they, they understand the importance now of not just this game from a records perspective, but to try and help a group of seniors that have had an incredible career here in Grand Forks to finish on a high note. Yeah, it's you know, it really, really cliche in that sport to say one, one, uh, you know, one game at a time. And, but really, it's the only game you have that week. That's yeah. it. I mean, and so um, you know, to come back and just we can only do what we can do now and control what we can control and see what happens. And you're right. I mean, uh, you know, figure out how to, uh, you know, um, beat a, a Portland State team that's been playing pretty darn well over the last month. I think they're four and five right now, and they've won some games. Uh, and so they're always dangerous. Uh, you know, certainly they're always uh, very talented. And uh, sometimes just they're an outfit that's interesting, that sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And and sometimes, you, you know, you get their A game, and sometimes for whatever reason you get their C game. And uh, so who knows? And maybe that's just matchups or who knows however that works. But, yeah, no, our guys are pretty resilient. And like I said, I, I guarantee you they can't be any more disappointed as to what transpired. But, um, you know, this just in, the other team's trying to win too. Yeah, oh, that's exactly right. Yep. So football now 5-4, and four, as you mentioned. Portland State, Saturday, 2 o'clock here at the Alara Center. Be sure to get out and celebrate his senior class playing their last regular season home game. So big, big game certainly this week. Another UND team with postseason on their minds, volleyball, um, who has a chance now with just one game left in the regular season. With a win, can pretty much lock up a top six spot and make their way to Denver for the Summit League tournament. Some unique things around the Summit League in terms of volleyball because of, and you alluded to it earlier, North Dakota not being able to make it to Denver to play that game against the Pioneers because of mechanical issues and all sorts of problems trying to get from Tulsa to the Rocky Mountains. The Summit League earlier this week decided to basically level the playing field by taking a loss off everybody else in the league to sort of make that all make sense, essentially. So what was once maybe an unbalanced schedule is now balanced, if that makes sense. Do you want to kind of talk about how that process sort of went down and maybe explain that to people out there who are trying yeah, to wrap their heads around you know, all this? I, I think, you know, again, I let's go back. I think the uh, if you take Coach Pryor and myself, the last time we had something like this occur was Hurricane Katrina and 9-11. So, so those are the, that, that's the perspective. We've just not been around something like this, and we just couldn't get the kids from point A to point B. It just yeah. it, it wouldn't have been safe, I guess is the best way of putting it. And so, um, so I think the, the summit's trying to do um, what they think makes sense for everyone so it's fair. And uh, I think what it's going to come down to anyways is the fact that it would seem as if UND and NDSU are kind of the two teams that are sort of vying for maybe that sixth spot. That's what it seems like to me, Alex. Um, now, maybe it, it changes, uh, um, maybe with Oral Roberts in there. I, I, I don't know. But, um, but us having beaten the Bison twice, we hold the tiebreaker in that regard mm-hmm. if we finish with the same record. And so I think they're just trying to make, um, make do with a situation that was, uh, w- w- was tough. 
Yeah, and it seems to be the fair thing to do. I uh, think so. In some sense, I think you just We're fine. it's I, it's awfully difficult to make it all work when one team's played one less game than everybody else, and you could have the the possibility for ties and all those types of things. And like, like you said, right now, UND is currently tied for fifth with Oral Roberts at six and eight in the Summit League. North Dakota State's one game back, but UND has those tiebreakers. So really. As long as North Dakota State doesn't go on a, a crazy run here at the end of the season, and because UND only has one game left, the odds are looking pretty good right now. They can get to the conference tournament, and then you never know what can happen. Yeah, you know, we've got to go down and play a pretty good University of South Dakota team. Correct. And, and you know, uh, but you just never know. That's why you go play them. And, uh, you know, we want to finish as strong as we can. You know, it's a young team that uh, is getting experience. That's the one thing I will say. And that's, uh, that's, that's a good thing. And so sometimes, you know, you go through seasons like this, um, and then you can kind of look back maybe two years from now and say, remember that team that was kind of struggling? Then, then you kind of earn their stripes uh, through this year. November 9th at USD again, the last regular season game for North Dakota. And then, as you said, if things work out okay, then Summit League Tournament the next week in Denver. That's a couple teams that are starting their season again, basketball. Um, and when you listen to this pod, of course, these games will already have taken place. But the women on the road this afternoon taking on number 18 Syracuse out in New York. A great challenge for them. What a great way to open your season against a team that has been a Final Four team in recent years. I mean, Travis Brewster recently has done a phenomenal job of testing his team early and often, and that's going to be the case again in 2018. Yeah, you know, if you're going to take on some of these teams early on, maybe is the best way of doing it. Now, we're going to have to find out a little bit about ourselves, and then you're on the road. And Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I you know I. I always think these are great opportunities for, um, especially hoops. You know, they play what 30, 30 31 games. It's yeah. like, you know, go play, go, go play these teams. Yeah, go play them. You know, our our guys will be playing at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. What a great opportunity! Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> just go, go, yeah. go, get it done. Um, and so uh, it, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to watch. But you're right with hoops starting. It's just uh, talk about that crossover. It's it's crazy. Yeah, the women on the road at Syracuse today. The men taking on Northland tonight. And you, you talk about the slow progression of Northland Community College. I think, you know, a good game against Milwaukee on the road. A good test yep. from the Horizon League. Yep. And then the number two team in the country with the, one of the number one recruiting classes, you know, in the nation every year, John Calipari. Well, we kind of flip, right? Yeah, right. Go from Milwaukee to Kentucky, and then the women kind of go from Syracuse to yep. Valpo, right? Yep. So, I mean, but but at the end of the day, both both road games. So that's going to be mm-hmm. difficult. And uh, it'll test the metal of both, uh, both teams. Well, lots of hoop stock to come in the weeks ahead on this podcast. Now, though, anything else on your mind from a UND Athletics perspective that the folks need to know on a no. Tuesday afternoon? Well, just how about a quick congratulations to Adam Scheel for the award he got from go. the NCHC, yeah. uh, you know, the, getting a, his first shutout on, on Friday. I thought uh, he played very, very well and, uh, again, wasn't there on Saturday, but must have played uh, decently again uh, on Saturday played, as well. Played pretty well on Saturday, too. Yeah. 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 Three goals allowed now in the last three games against ranked teams. He's equipping himself he's 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 doing a nice job he's doing a nice job in goal as as a freshman to step in and make things happen for this so team. i don't i don't have really great perspective um per se but between he and tome those are big kids i mean they're yeah. big i mean i you know you you just come over the blue line i'm just thinking it there's not a lot of room yeah. you know there's just not and they they do a nice job and he's very economical and it just uh, has done a, a great great job so uh but you know hey at the end uh it, it usually starts uh from the back out right mm-hmm. and so uh congratulations to adam yeah cool honor there again the w or the wcha <laughs> i'm really i'm really going old school the the nchc uh goaltender of the week adam shield so 
turning the page from the A side, which this week we called the average side, to the B side, which is the best side, because we're happy to welcome our first ever guest on the Bill Shaves podcast. We saved we saved the first for best, and it's it's Amanda Hajdu who's joining us. Amanda, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, thanks for having me. First timer, first for, podcast for me. This is now this is fun because obviously your husband Jason is the co-host with Mitch Wigness of the Sit Down and Cheer podcast, right. and that's been a podcast that you have been. Never invited you've, to you've be not, a part You've not of. gotten the nod, and, and that's not been because you've not wanted to, but you've been denied that opportunity. I haven't even wanted to be a guest. I kind of wanted to be that third person, just bringing a different perspective in the background that just like shoots in little shots every once in a while. They won't let that happen either. Wow, I, I, I learned that. So right I appreciate. At, thank you for inviting me to this podcast as the first best well, guest. Well, start with this. Um, if I even knew that, fourteen pods in, we would probably would have made this happen. This, yeah, in, in this the whole thing would have been very different. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm still. I mean, I, I couldn't even believe I, I could do the pod earlier because I've been shocked since I learned this information. So uh, we're happy to accommodate. Thank Amanda. you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Well, part of part of this is, of course, because you're great and fun, and we just really enjoy you so much. But part of it too is there's there's sort of a this is kind of the farewell tour a little bit for it you is. as as kind of the time kind of starts to wind down. You've been a part of this university for a long time, as has your husband. Just kind of talk us through sort of now some of the big life changes that are coming up for the Hashdu family. It is. We have been here for a long time. Jason, obviously longer than I have. He came here as a student. I think, he, if you wanted to point it out, I think he was 17 mm-hmm. years old when he first came here and he's been in the Hislop ever since. <laughs> I won't give his age away right now, but he's been here ever two, since. Two plus decades, we can say. He's been here for over over 20 yep. years. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I made my way up here from Kansas in 2004 as a grad assistant in the volleyball program and never would have imagined I'd be sitting right here today. Um, But here we are and it's been a fantastic journey. But athletics is difficult. We're both very far from home and probably if you would have asked me five years ago if this would have been a decision would have made, I probably would not have known. But we have two little ones now and family is just becoming pretty important to us. So yeah, taking an opportunity to Go see what else we can do with life. Yeah, and going so going back home, going back home yeah, for you, Kansas back down City. to Kansas City, which mm-hmm. is exciting. And yep. um, talk about the role that you're taking down there. So it's um, it's not going to be in athletics, but it's essentially kind of the same function. It's Kansas City Art Institute is a private art institute. They probably have about 650 ish students mm-hmm. is their population, and I'll be the director of support services, so academic advising, career advising, and disability services. Yeah, very cool. And it's a very similar job, basically, to what you've been doing here for our right. student athletes over the last couple of years, but doing so now for the artsy kids mm-hmm. be around some quirky creativeness and a whole new world it'll no, be entirely be, be awesome. different challenges things i need to learn and so so last friday mm-hmm. at the booster luncheon i thought the booster uh board did a great job in uh saluting both uh, you and jason and so uh talk about that a little bit first of all you didn't know it was coming the, we the, didn't okay got it Good. we were unaware that that was happening and the funny thing is so jason will poke fun jason is the sentimental one in our family for most things, oh. keeping cards and mm. keeping our children's art. And I'm just like, let's get rid of it. Let's just, <laughs> oh, we don't need this in 10 years. But so on, um, at the booster luncheon, it was kind of funny because I don't, I'm not a crier. Like we've watched, I don't know how many movies where he's cried and I haven't. And so he always makes fun of me for being stone cold. And in that moment, I think the emotions got over us. They talked about us. They brought us up on stage and he was going to have to talk and I think my emotions were whelming for him to know that he, to be in front of all of those people and thank them for the experience he had here was just kind of emotional. So he made fun of me for crying, but it's fantastic. Like it's 
it's so fun to know that these people in this community and this university have just appreciated your time here. Because honestly, sometimes in the day to day, you just go like you just go, you do your job, you never know what's going to happen. And um, so it's it's sad and exciting all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's those those big life change moments that are are bittersweet, that exciting to be for you, especially closer back to your family to yep. start this kind of new life in a warmer place. <laughs> no, no offense, Grand Forks, Kansas City, just a, a little a little more temperate climate. No, no offense. So when than, I first moved North here, Dakota. when I very first moved here, I remember people who have lived here their entire lives, and I'm what I don't know, 23, 24, and the people are still talking about winter as if it's like this new phenomenon to them. You've been here for you can go like you. <laughs> there are other places like I don't know what's yeah. keeping you here, but I mean, obviously now I've been here for so long. We know, you know kind of what yeah, the a reason. Yeah. little precious area up here it yeah. is, and people are special up here. So yeah, what was your uh, what would you say is the most memorable time or experience during your uh, time here? Well, I was here. The first year I got here was the first year in the Betty. Mm. So that was oh. pretty exciting. Uh, we don't need to talk about the record probably we had that year. Um, <laughs> the year before, they actually... So we were Division Two at the time, still in NCC. The year before, they made it to the second round of the playoffs. The first year. I'm gonna, it's not going to be my fault. I'm going to put it on like new season <laughs> in the Betty maybe. We were 0-12 in conference. Oh, boy. But I was also very fortunate to be back on staff in 2008 as a second assistant, first year of transitioning to D1. So all of that has been kind of exciting. Like when I look back and think about the things that have happened over the time that I've been able to be here, I would never have imagined, ever. I mean, logo, transition to Division One, mm-hmm. new facilities, all of these things have been a part of our lives. So. Yeah. It's been quite the career arc. It's been a really. ride. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know that's it's wild to think. All yeah, and conference transitions and all mm-hmm. these different things. You guys have really spanned right. a lot of ups. You know, and some some downs obviously, but a lot of ups. I mean, a lot of yeah. highs, a lot of exciting things that have happened since you yeah. and your husband have been a part of this university. Yeah, and then even with the transition into this role in academics, when we first started um, in 2009, I started in the role that I'm in now to some extent, and it was one full-time person and then a a former student athlete who was also an intern at that moment and now we're a staff of four and doing some phenomenal things so that's been exciting to have that grow also yeah i bet our listeners would like to hear even though obviously you're transitioning out of this role i mean you have such a a great opportunity to work with all sorts of kids from all across the country in all different sports specifically because you really do focus on on the athletic side of things um just that's that's got to be such a rewarding position to see these kids come in who need help and then you're able to help provide some it is and sometimes i even have to remind my staff this sometimes on a daily basis but sometimes the reward doesn't come until a student's been out of college for Mm -hmm. a couple of years sometimes it's not until they look back and they say thank you like this was amazing i wish i would have listened when i was a sophomore (laughs) you know what i mean like kind of it's kind of like parenting in some (laughs) sense (laughs) like until you're really in that spot on your own you look back and you're like okay now i know why they were talking about this but it's been fun and with the expansion of a staff and a department it was kind of like the first couple years really figuring out what we needed to do and really targeting some of the probably more at-risk academic students and trying to get them over the hump and get them where they needed to be and now we can focus on all of it so a lot of the students that are achieving and accomplishing some great things academically we had a student just get accepted into three different law schools I mean that type of stuff Mm. I wouldn't have imagined probably nine years ago so that's been kind of a joy in this role. What's been your biggest challenge here? Hmm. Bill's, Bill's bringing the tough question. I'm he loving some softballs. Bill's really. 
but probably really just the flip side of that, starting the transition to D1, not necessarily knowing where we want to go, what we want to sure. do academically, really getting the campus on board, some faculty who had been here for years, there's just kind of been the way it was. Mm -hmm. And then you have someone coming in with some sort of academic side to their job where people on campus might not really know what that means. What are you doing? What What's your job? And so explaining to people, A, the transition to division one, B, that we don't determine the conference schedule. We're not in charge <laughs> of travel. This is not our decision. Um, and just being able to share with the community what a student athlete's life is like and what our purpose is to try and help them, you know, bridge all the gaps. So you think 10 years later, uh, from division two to division mm -hmm. one, faculty, campus ha have a better read yeah, on what's going on? Yeah, they're so supportive. Yeah. So supportive. Which is what you'd expect, I think, in a place like this. So. I think that's what that's, that's what I think. I think people see that from the outside. Right? It's good to hear, though. That's the and case, I, certainly. And I try as and well. tell recruits now too. When we have prospective student athletes coming, one of the biggest skills that's not going to be athletic, it's not going to be academic, especially coming from high school, is communication. And I was just on the phone earlier with a faculty member who was talking about when she turns on a game on the television or when she goes to a game, and they know you, but they don't just know you as an athlete. They know what you're doing on the side too. So it's kind of important. To, but communication is probably one of the biggest skills you can bring as a student athlete that you may not have had to focus on before. You're going to wear your gear to their class. They're going to know you're on whatever team you're on. Yeah. And if you haven't introduced yourself or if you haven't talked to them and they have to call us first, that's probably not a great thing. But they know who you are, so you might as well just go up and start talking to them. Well, there you go. To all the student athletes that listen to this podcast, now you know. Uh, <laughs> now, now you, you know. know. Just in case you didn't know before. Um, you speak about communication, by the way. Um, you're, by the way, kind of a budding television star right now. I can't believe you're leaving that <laughs> Look at behind. me. Television podcast. Podcast. This is just incredible. So I had an entire new path paved way up here. You got a chance to do, now you obviously <laughs> you know, were a volleyball coach, of course, know that sport very, very well. You had a chance to do a little color commentary on it's television for volleyball this mm -hmm. year. Yeah. It was did fun. You, did you enjoy that? It was a good experience? I did enjoy it. The first time, so unless I really know what I'm doing, I'm perfectly fine public speaking. I was thinking about this the other day. I could probably get up in front of 10,000 people if I knew what I was going to talk about and be perfectly fine. But acting and stuff. I, I kind of have stage fright in different elements. So thankfully, Mitch was with me the first time I did this television thing for volleyball and kind of led the way. I remember Jason listening back to it and I was quiet for a long time. He's like, did you even talk on this? And I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of like reserving all of my thoughts and waiting for like to say something really thought out and important. Um, so this last time around, I think I was probably a little more energetic and excited and it, it went really well. Yeah, it's a good time. Those are always fun. I, I can't imagine you not being able to, to jump in and be successful at that. And so. I did post about it too, this speaking of farewell tour. So obviously <laughs> being here, Betty, 2004, first year of the Betty, being in there as a coach and now my departure, I was able to be on the last home game on TV. So that was kind of exciting. Yeah, full circle. Full circle. That's what we're talking about. How about one of the most unique things that's ever happened during your time here? Unique yeah. things? Yeah. And you don't have to answer right now. Be thinking okay. about it Unique. as you go. Just just something that would be uh, just odd or just happened. And <laughs> Well, I have so many little individual stories, I think, that are probably unique that people, especially sometimes, well, I've been ha very fortunate to speak at the fan luncheon occasionally yeah. and talk about academics, but I try to bring some element to it other than everyone can go out and see who's getting honors, who's doing really well. I try to bring like a more human element. There's people behind the scenes doing really well that are probably not gonna get the awards. But I just have this one story that I'll never forget. We, it was one of my first years and I had a student, wonderful little guy on the football team, he was so great. And a professor called me 
and said that he got, I think it was like a 43 or something on a take-home exam, Mm -hmm. on a take-home exam. And I was like, how in the heck do you do this on a take-home exam? So I talked to the young man and he was just very, (laughs) so admirable. It was an exam and he wasn't prepared for it. Even though it was a take-home, he took it home and did not use anything to help him on the exam because it was a test and he didn't want to cheat on the test, even though it was a take-home exam. (laughs) You have to almost appreciate it's that. It's so cute. That's it's the, so that's the best 43 ever. <laughs> so what did the professor think? He helped him out a little bit. He went back and he was like, okay, listen, like going forward, here's what this all means and here's how it's going to work out. So, I mean, the professor chuckled too. It was pretty cute. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Honesty. I mean, you got to respect. <laughs> you got to respect the young man's honesty. Yep. But mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Well, that's like we say to our student athletes. It, there's going to be issues that go on. It's how you handle the issue, right? Yeah. And for him, at least he handled it he from did. an honest way. I he mean, did. yeah, like I said, if I'm the professor, I'm going, boy, that's pretty dang good. All right, <laughs> but okay, let me let me kind of kind of yep. teach you how this thing works. A little <laughs> yeah. Bit. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as we kind of start to wrap things up, I mean, as you look back, by the way, I, I do enjoy some of the insight on on Jason being a little more of an emotional guy. I do <laughs> want is. I do want to ask you one thing. He's so obviously so witty and so clever with some of the mm-hmm. things. We were joking the other day he was standing next to David as they were putting out the tweets when goals are scored in the Ralph and different things. And some of just the little quips and you know things that he puts out there are just, are just so good. Is no, he kind of feeding him now? Is he just feeding him Is he just kind of like that all the time he like is. at home? Is that the same kind of thing? He like, is. That's the reason I'm still here. I remind him all of the time that he's lucky he's funny. That's what I remind him. Mm-hmm. He, um, I mean, this is, we'll get real personal here. We, he tried to date for a long time. If you ask him when our first date was, he'll say, which one? Cause I was kind of that like, mm, maybe not so much like, yeah. well, well, okay, we'll do it now. Let's try again. But so yeah, I mean, his humor is great. Yeah, he is. Pretty darn pretty funny. witty. No He's question. Good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in every sense. But it, just g- don't laugh at his puns. But going back, go back, go back to, to to Jason a little bit. This will be a fascinating opportunity, really. I mean, to be able to to go into a new uh, place and mm-hmm. kind of re- almost reinvent yourself a little. It bit. It is, and I, you know, we've talked a little bit about what he will do <clears throat> and what he'll explore the options of doing. I think it's kind of he would never have chosen to leave this if it was solely up to him. He absolutely loves his job. That's, uh, that is truly one of the reasons we're here is because at the time after grad school, who the heck knows? I still don't know what I wanted. A normal yeah. college student, I have no idea what I want to do. Coaching was great. But he truly was in the role that he wanted. And that's so fortunate for people. Mm-hmm. Like you have your dream job, then cool. We're going to be here and we're going to support that because that's very difficult for people to find. But again, we have family now. And so I think for him, it's almost like he has no idea what it's like to have a weekend off. Absolutely no idea. Sure. And in Kansas City, he's already looking up all these things we could do places we could go and i'm like he's gonna be stay at home dad i know it's coming he's gonna <laughs> do it i know he's gonna do it well what, what you two have meant to und and the uh you know the athletic department and the university i mean close to 40 years between the two i mean that's just it's crazy i mean when i was like lo- looking it up and it's like that's the really the math that comes out i mean it just uh, special special and you'll always have a place here always have a home i, I kind of figured you were leaving because of the new ad that was kind of yeah. my I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say that out loud. But. <laughs> it's a podcast, yeah. and you know what? We're on the B side. On your own podcast, What's I don't he, think. What's he, is he gonna fire you? Come on. What's he gonna, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, clean out your office. All honesty, right now. Let's go. 
No, well, it's been uh, very fortunate to be here again. I mean, thinking back of all of the things that just in general have happened at the university and over time that we've all been here, it's been fantastic. And Bill has been awesome to work with, even just in the short time that I've been able to do it. So exciting things coming up. Yeah, well, we're excited for you, certainly, Amanda. Thank well, you. thanks for. Uh, well, we're glad you could make your podcast debut. I was going to say <laughs> thanks for joining it. us, but you were you were yes, so excited to be a part of this. So I think this is your first and last. I hate to tell. Well, here shoot. anyways. I mean, maybe there, there's still potentially one more. Maybe maybe the sit down and cheer. We'll see. That's well, up. Well, I'm to, getting on it, Bolsky. Yep. That's right. <laughs> whether whether someone likes it or not, it's going to happen. So good. Well. Perfect. Well, four. Any, any final thoughts, Bill? I should throw that out. Once. I don't know. Do we talk Red Sox at all? They did win the World Series, right? They did. Congratulations. Every once, every, yeah. thanks. Congratulations. Every once in a while, I, I uh, just I get someone in a moment, very serious moment, and I just kind of ask the question, anyone know won the World yeah. Series this year? <laughs> yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Recall? Yeah. Anyone? I asked Steve Brecky that, and he just, he, he get, <laughs> I can get him every time with it. Every time. It's great. It's, it's great. Uh, Other than that, it's good. Spurs uh, won a match. Yeah. They stink still. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you, they're not very good. But um, it's okay. We're, we're, we're just hanging in there. Moving hanging on. by a thread. And you had a tie. Uh, we, uh, yeah. That's, I know. Paul Ralston now has partial bragging rights for the last They event, scored yeah. a late goal. They scored Alexander Lacazette in the 81st. Yeah, tied it up. So it was at the Emirates. It's fine. We're fine. It's okay. I think it's great for the Spurs. Point each. Perfect. It's a good, yeah, it's a good it's result good for the rest of the league. Yeah, unfortunately. Yep. So now, yeah, Liverpool's back in, uh, in a tie for second with Chelsea. Goal differential there in third. City now has a two-point gap. It's just one of those things that um, you can slowly see some of these draws now starting to sneak in. And uh, and that doesn't have, when City's winning 6-1, you know, that doesn't help the cause. So we'll see. Long season ahead. Just just November. Plenty of, plenty of games left. But how so, about those Chiefs? Kansas That's right. I was going to say, yeah, you're <laughs> moving into the sporting capital of the world right now with Savior Patrick Mahomes and all the good things that are happening. I, I, thought, I thought we signed her off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we signed her off and here they come the Chiefs. They weren't great when I was growing up, so this is exciting. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I don't the Royals weren't great when I was growing up either. Defense is a little sketchy, but, uh, but boy, they have mm-hmm. weapons everywhere. Woo. Offense got going on. Oh, between we're on this table right now. We have between the Chiefs and the Steelers, who all of a sudden are relevant again after beating Baltimore this past weekend. They're okay. Maybe looking pretty good. And the Patriots. This is really you know your three <laughs> best teams in the AFC. Look well, at us. Kansas City beat Pittsburgh, right? Correct. New England beat Kansas City. Correct. And we still play the Patriots. So oh. we'll we'll finish that hey. little one one and one troika. <laughs> Will will we, Bill? Will we? <laughs> will we will if we can catch a ball and it doesn't get overturned. Yeah. Oh, so so man. there's that. So the yeah, the rules were officially put changed. in. Changed. Well, okay. well, <laughs> officially changed. Can I mention something about review? Of course you can. All right. The, it's your podcast. I'm staying we can, on here. Yeah. No, this is a la- last point. Is I do believe this. I, 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 Eric Martinson and I have had these conversations, and certainly reviews are first. Of, first and foremost, let's start here. Officiating's hard. Yeah. Okay. Start there. I like almost impossible. So so you're you're never gonna fully get it right in anyone's eyes. So that you know when when replay came into being, it was because technology grew up. You had the ability to do it. You could do it in real time. And it really took away like that foot that was on the line that shouldn't have been a touchdown or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of like my thought process as it was all happening. Now, I almost kind of feel like we're kind of reofficiating the game constantly in real time. And I, I just feel like <clears throat> I, I almost like two things. One, and this is Eric's 
point is that everything should be reviewed in, in real time, not frame by frame, because that's a really difficult thing. And my deal is whatever game you have, like as a kid growing up with a salt shaker, it should be when the sand oh. goes down and you still haven't made the decision, the call on the field or ice stays. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that would clean some things up right. at some point. And I know you're, you're all about, you want to get it right. But at some point, it's a, still a judgment call, even when you're reviewing it mm-hmm. to some degree. The, you know, the best review, as I pontificate now about review. We're, the, we're on the seaside, uh, yeah, by the, the way. The, just... the, re, the, review, the review that's the best review in sport, without a doubt, unequivocally, 100% is tennis. Is tennis? They have that. They have the, the Hawkeye. That, they yeah. have it, mm-hmm. and and you 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 can see it within a whisker whether it was in or out. And that to me is the only definitive one. Everything else is somewhat judgment. And I'm whether, torn. Ball, whether mm-hmm. a ball comes out, yep. whether it, I mean, and so then you have officials having to reofficiate what they just officiated, and it's frame by frame. And I might almost yeah. fi- feel like it's almost impossible to figure that piece out. Yeah, yeah. good point. I'm torn. I'm torn yeah. on how I feel about review because I want it to, it's human element. You're in the moment. Right. It's the mm-hmm. game. This is. Isn't it sad that you're torn after all these years I that know. review has been going on? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and how I is understand, that possible? Right. Like, I know you want to get the call right and it impacts the game, but for how many years did people play? You're an official. You've trained to be an official. Make the call. We're in the moment. You saw what you saw. Mm-hmm. The game goes on. I'm torn. I know. Who was the pitcher for the Dodgers that lost their uh, uh, perfect game? Someone lost a perfect game. Oh, yeah. A couple of years ago. A couple of um, years the ago. Joe West first base call. And then yeah. they had to change it yep. and do whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just that's just part of right. the game to some degree. I, I don't know. It just seems odd to me. Yeah. But. I know coming off a weekend against Wisconsin for North Dakota hockey, in which they had review after review that just took a, took it a really takes long away time. From it takes the mod- a, yeah. like momentum and the... I, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think that a time limit probably needs to be put in place, and I think you're probably all right as well. Mar- Eric Martinson, smart guy. <laughs> I think those things make sense. That I think yeah. if we're drifting into the mold of like, are we making judgment calls now, and are we trying to reassess what we saw and mm-hmm. and taking things down well, so slow? Is that really to the benefit of the game? And, and I and I I feel for the, again the officials are on the ice. They're having to make the call now. All of a sudden, they've got to become a technician. And they've got sure. to go to something. And it's like, how hard is that? <laughs> I mean, I can't get any harder. And then the question is, am I overturning it by 51% or 99%? Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what happens if it's 58% I'm going to overturn it? Because I think it's that. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seems interesting yeah. to me. And I think it's, it's a, every official is different, too. I think right. there is a different interpretation of some of those rules or what the flexibility is on, you know, is it definitive evidence? Is it not? Is it enough to overturn? All that stuff. In a lot of gray areas, it just it's yeah sports. But I, but I do, sports. but I do like to, but I do like to come to the table with some solution to some degree. I, think I do a time, like the timer. A timer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, a timer would at least. You know what? It is what it is. Yep. yep. You know what? If I can't get there, we couldn't there, decide. We couldn't decide in 60 seconds. Right. So let's right. just move on. That's yep. right. Yep. Yep. Can I ask what didn't they used to have that? I think wasn't that the original idea with when they did NFL review? I thought they when they got, they went under the hood and you only had so much time and once the clock was up. I feel like and that the just sort of went Buffalo away. the Wild Wings were cheering for you to get it done. Like that. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's, that's how it There was a whole ad campaign based around this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's oh. a good question. 
Well, we might have to have Amanda on one more time before she leaves. She's we need adding, to solve this problem. Too, that's I exactly think. Well, obviously, yeah. obviously, <laughs> we do need to solve it. Well, we'll take we'll take a break. We'll do some research. We'll solve we'll solve a couple other things in <laughs> the world, right. and then we'll come back and we'll figure out this whole replay thing. So we're good. Well, big thanks as always to Bill Chaves, to our producer David Polsky, to our special guest Amanda Hashdu. Best of luck to her and Jason, and we'll probably see her maybe in the future down the road on this podcast. I'm Alex Heiner. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.